everyone. Welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci. And Scott Jans. This is episode 97, Gear Prep for the Appalachian Trail. We are now on Patreon.com. If you'd like to support Trust the Trail podcast, please check out Patreon.com forward slash Trust the Trail. We would love for you to be a part of our Patreon community. Plus, it helps keep our podcast going. You can always receive our podcast early before it hits iTunes or any of the other podcatchers, plus many more benefits. This is the third segment of a three-part series on how to prepare for a through-hike on the Appalachian Trail. On this episode, it's all about preparing your gear. We will share some myths and truths on what gear is best for you and how to go about buying it. Buying gear can be daunting, so let's make this very easy and shed some light on how to know what the right gear is for you. You can always join in on the discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and join our podcast family. Come hang with us and be part of our community. Speaking of gear. (laughs) I come home and somebody went shopping today. It was a big REI bag (laughs) on the table. Absurdly large. Scott went shopping. (laughs) today because i needed a new air pad or a new new air mattress sleeping pad uh because the last one i think dino or caldonia laid on and popped a baffle (laughs) i'm baffled by the baffle (laughs) and (laughs) popped it so i had to go get and you know how you go and i'm like really the podcast this episode was in great order because you know how you you go in um and i have all my backpacking gear i just need a new sleeping pad right and you go in there and like i'm just gonna go and get this that's all <laughs> i'm gonna get i'm not gonna spend a lot of money major massive bag later well you know you get to the you get to the <laughs> register and you're like you i mean you like I had buyer's remorse, like right, like right there. Good. I'm actually glad at the register. I'm actually, really grateful to hear that. I think I threw up a little bit in my mouth. It was expensive, but you—that—that's what happens. And you know, you know, it's just crazy on how you start looking around. I mean, I was looking at ridiculous stuff that, like, I would never. You know, like you start looking at gear, and you start, <laughs> you start like, hmm, what would I? Why would I need that? I can totally I, find a use for this. I for could sure. find a use in on it, you know. <laughs> but you don't need it. I know. And it's completely unnecessary. And you already have something that does a very similar I would say purpose and I like, already. And I like gadgets. And so I'm already a gadget junkie even though I don't have the money to buy any, but I dream of it a lot. And I saw this, um, you know, we've got the van and blah, blah, blah. It's a backpacker van. And I saw a, like a 12-volt heater to heat up hot water. I'm thinking, you know, we could ditch that that uh, <laughs> that on-demand shower that I just spent like $110 on. That works on propane. And we could get rid of that. And I'm like, oh, my God, Scott, what are you doing? 
You're like, walk away. Focus. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But it came in, the the episode came in uh, at a great time because, you know, if you're getting ready to long-distance hike the Appalachian Trail coming up in March, or even if you're going to start a little bit later in April, you are you are like completely gear fanatic right now. You are just, I mean, it's just gear time all over the place. You've been looking at gear probably for a year. Um, And I don't know if we can help at this late date on this year, but, but it, this whole gear gig is costly. It's expensive. And just because gear is new, that doesn't always make it, the best so generally speaking i would say that probably second to where are you backpacking but gear is probably one of the most popular topics in within backpacking oh absolutely you have gear nerds you have gear junkies you have gear 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 and it's always it always comes back to gear talk it's always about gear because gear is essentially the part of the avenue to be able to explore it in a comfortable means. And so, yeah, gear's a big topic of conversation. Well, I mean, all the gear reviews on YouTube, uh, this, 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 that. I mean, and and it, it really does, every time there's a new piece of gear that comes out, oh, I got to test it. I got to go out and test it. I got to go out and buy it and test it. And that's... And it's always the best. And it's always the best. Right, right, right. Oh, this is better than the last time. Mm. Oh, this is the best piece of gear. And I I think where we want to head in this podcast is that when it comes to gear, there is no best. There will never be a, a finality to a best category. Yeah, and I think that gets confused with it's it's highly rated by people that have used the gear. Does that make it best for you? No. It just means a lot of people have used it and like it. But that doesn't mean it's best for you in particular. Um, you know, there's a lot of cars out there that people say are really nice. That doesn't mean the car is going to be best for you. Backpacking gear is no different. It's not, it's just like every other appliance, uh, shoes. I mean, whatever you buy in the marketplace, it can be highly rated. A lot of people can like it, but that doesn't mean necessarily it's going to work for your needs and your application. And I think backpacking gear tends to be the same way just like everything else and you know the backpacking gear along with everything else uh you know there's a lot of um product um making there's a lot of um money that goes into it when it it finally does hit the marketplace and they hire the pr company to actually sell the gear to you they need to they need to market it as the best or revolutionary this is revolutionary (laughs) gear 
It's going to revolutionize the way you backpack. It's the best thing that's come on the market in five years. Yeah, well, unless it's got wings on it and carry me <laughs> over the trail, I still got to hike it. So, you know, I I think the, the very first uh, where we start in prepping for your Appalachian through hike gear wise is that um, everything is going to be the best. Everything is going to be... People are going to say it works for them the best. Um, it, it could be the most popular, right? It could, and it could be the most popular that year because they lowered the price point too, or it was just introduced in the United States marketplace. Often, sometimes backpacking gear gets introduced in other geographic areas first, or it pulls it pulls from a popular source, and it has, you know, it. It, word of mouth has accelerated its popularity. Absolutely. That's which right. in many cases is what we see. So the concept of buying gear to prep for the Appalachian Trail, the, the very first thing is to understand that, you know, just because it's rated or it's got the highest views, don't get sucked into automatically thinking it's going to be the best for you. And we're going to get into that a lot more into the podcast. I see a lot of that um, on the trail where people, hikers have said, well, I don't understand. They said it was the best and it didn't work for me. Well, did it, what was it the <laughs> best in like, it's the best ever or did it get a lot of good reviews? You know, there's a there's kind of a difference there. Well, it's funny you say that because when I was on the Appalachian Trail, I remember it was pouring rain for about two days solid. Everybody was a drowned rat, and and it and it and in that circumstance when the rain does not let up, nothing is waterproof. But it's marketed as waterproof. It's waterproof. You won't get wet. You know, we've talked endlessly about that in the waterproof aspect. But, but oh, I'll never forget this. This woman comes in just frustrated to no avail. And she, she comes in and she, she was in tears and she was genuinely upset. And there were other factors that were triggering all of this, but she couldn't get off the topic that. She goes, well, they told me it was waterproof. It said it was waterproof. <laughs> and yeah, she's wet on the inside. <laughs> and so caught up in the marketing aspect, the um, the taglines, the, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the value that people use to sell it. And like, it's revolutionary. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and I'm not poking fun at this because I've been in her situation before in a different you know, realm, but, but she was so caught up on like, this is not what I purchased. I purchased a waterproof jacket. And it's very similar in this same route. Like I, I purchased the best. Everyone loves this product. Why am I not loving it myself? Right. And that's a, and, and, you know, we just got done doing the podcast on mental preparation. Nothing is going to burst your bubble and thinking you've got the best gear and you realize, eh, 
I'm not, it's not so, so good. Into this. <laughs> yeah, like why am I not liking it? You know, how, yeah. what's wrong with me? Yeah, you know, and that You're like maybe I'm not cut out for this whole <laughs> yeah. backpacking thing. And that's just that is so wrong. That is completely, utterly wrong. Uh, and and so it, it could have been too that you know she is a a hot hiker, and so what she thought was rain seeking through could have been you know perspiration. You know, because, you know, you sweat underneath those waterproof rain jackets and people, you know, forget that, you know, maybe Gore-Tex isn't the right fabric for you. Well, it goes beyond that. I think that we as a as a society, we 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 play so much uh, fighting my words tonight, but we play so much value on what it's marketed as. It's the best. It's revolutionary it's waterproof it's this that, and the other and we and we put we put so much trust in what's being sold to us from a marketing perspective from um without us actually doing more in-depth research on perhaps why is it deemed the best what is the element that is so popular in this gear that's taking it to this level of, of popularity or high demand. And and maybe that's that one little tweak that ends up being completely off base in how you backpack. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'll tell you, the, fir- the very first thing I do when I'm looking for a piece of gear is, you know, we all shop online now. We all shop online. Um I think that's good. I also think that it's sometimes we we kind of use that as a crutch. Um, I I look at reviews, but I go to Outdoor Gear Lab, OutdoorGearLab.com. That is to me that's the first place I go before I buy a piece of gear, before I make the purchase, whether it's online, whether I go to an Outfitters, makes no difference because those people have tested the gear. They have tested it in rain. They have tested it out in the field. That's what they do. So I right away, I want to go with the trust factor. I want to go, it's like, okay, well, nine out of 10 people said it's great. What does Outdoor Gear Lab say? Because they're going to test fabrics. They're going to test, you know, the durability. They're going to, they're going to test the strength. So that's the first thing I do is like reviews are great, but I want to go to the, I want to go to a little bit more of an independent source because, you know, quite frankly, we all know this, anybody can write a review. So, you know, well, I don't know who the, the people are that are writing the reviews. Yeah, his name is Mike. Great. He could be working for the companies for all I know. You know, best gear I've ever bought in my life. Well, yeah, you got a 50% discount because you worked for the company. So I don't know. So I'm going to go to Outdoor Gear Lab first. That's the very first thing I do. Um, after that, it's about... Prepping for the Appalachian Trail is a tricky business because the very the the worst time to test your gear is on the trail. <laughs> that is not a good time to say, you know, I bought this gear and we're gonna see if it works today. Well, <laughs> today could be a long day for you. So <laughs> that's not the time that's not the time to to test it. So how do you know 
what is the right gear for you? What's your confidence? Like, how do you know that this is the right gear? Well, you're not. That's the truth. You're not going to know if it's right for you. You're not going to know it's right for you until you test it, <laughs> until you use it, until you get in the dirt and the mud and the rain and the snow and the sleet and the hail and the crappy weather. You're not going to know. You're never going to know. I don't care how many YouTube videos you watch. <laughs> it, it's, it's irrelevant. You watch them all day. That's great. But you're going to have to get out there at some point. Your foot is going to have to step on that trail. And that is not the time on your through hike to say, okay, let's test it. That testing should be done um, long before you get on the Appalachian Trail. So... The, you know, we, we see this all the time and trust us when we tell you this, we see a lot of failures on people through hikes because they did not test their gear. They just didn't test it. They don't know it. Your gear should be like your best friend. You know, your best friend in and out, right? That's how your gear should be. If you're going to hike the Appalachian trail, you should be able to, you know, as far, I, it, I just, it's just popped in my head. So I'm going to go with it. You know, you you and I were both in photography school. Yeah. Back in the day. Oh. <laughs> yep. Before the digital revolution. <laughs> <clears throat> and when back in the day, it was there. <laughs> I'm really old school now. But back in the day, back in the day, there was a a, a room called the dark room. <laughs> <laughs> Still exists in <laughs> rare form. You, you had to process all your film in the dark. When I mean process the film, I mean you had to take it out of a little 35 millimeter canister, right? You open up your camera, took it out of the 35 millimeter canister, right? And then you had to reel it on, on a stainless steel reel, like with no light. I mean, you couldn't expose one tiny ounce of light on the film where it would ruin your film. And, and then we, you would have to twist it and turn it onto this reel so you could stick it in the canister. Of course, once it was in the canister, you, you, know, you could turn on the light because the canister was lightproof. But it's almost like you, that's how familiar you have to be with your backpacking gear. Yeah, I remember. You've got to be, it's got to be like, okay, if the lights <laughs> go out, I, I know where everything is in my backpack. Yeah, in class, I remember us taking dummy film um, that had been exposed and we would practice in the light and then we would, we would, we were essentially, we were taught how to do it in the light so we understood what we were looking at what we were feeling and then of course the lights go down and it's practice time because there's nothing there there was nothing worse I, I say there isn't but I don't how many people actually use that art form now but there was nothing worse than realizing that you fucked it up and there was this element of oh I exposed it or I didn't do it properly or I didn't reel it correctly and you just ruined, you ruined all of that work. But how many people have we seen on the trail doing trail magic and just being out on the trail that come up to us and say, hey, can you help me figure out how to work the stove or how to work this or how my backpack doesn't fit? I haven't or, slept in my tent in I two have, days because I, the, I actually don't know how to set up a tent. I'm embarrassed to ask. And that's real. That We're not making that up. That's real. And, th th you know... So prepping for the Appalachian Trail, first and foremost, go in a dark room. No. no. Um, 
or do, <laughs> but maybe Put not all your initially. Gear together blindfolded. <laughs> the the very first thing is that you've got to test this gear. Gear manufacturers, they want you to like their gear. There's not a gear manufacturer out there. I just I just sat in a van with the owner of Six Moon Designs backpacking gear. And we talked about the beginning days of, you know, the internet and uh, commerce and online shopping. And he says, you know, one of the things that that did was that it disconnected him from the people he was selling gear to. And of course, there's a lot of gear manufacturers that started out making their own gear for their friends, their family, and it became a gear manufacturing business. They all, they, these guys are the nicest guys in the world and they go backpacking. So when you buy their gear, you're just not buying a product. You're buying a piece of them and they want you to like their gear. And if you don't, if it doesn't work, they would rather have you send the gear back than keep it. That's, that's the truth with about 90% of all gear manufacturers. They want you to like their gear. To like the gear, folks, and this is the tough one, you got to use it. <laughs> you got to practice with it. You have to know what your, if that piece of gear is going to work for you, if it's going to work against you, if it's um, too heavy, too light, and not durable enough, it, for whatever reason, and everybody's different. So what was my favorite piece of gear could be your worst nemesis. So you just, you've got to get out there. You've got to get out there and prep for your gear. And what we recommend people, so the, the question then becomes, well, how do I, where do I start? Yeah. How, how in the heck do I start buying gear? There's only a billion different gear manufacturers out there and they all claim to be the best. Well, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> we, in I guess in our experience, we we kind of tell people to work backwards. And you're like, what the heck are you people talking about? <laughs> We're real old school now. <laughs> We're real old school. <laughs> you like the trail backwards. <laughs> you you work backwards from where, what your goal is. What's your goal? I want, my goal is to get to Katahdin and touch that damn wooden sign. Okay. Now, how do you get there? I need to walk. I need to hike it. Well, so your first piece of gear and how to buy gear would be your shoes, <laughs> your boots. Okay? Do you understand? Working backwards now. Now, how am I, what am, what am I going to need? I'm going to need something to carry my shelter, my water, my stove, clothes, and a sleeping bag in. I'm going to need something to carry that. Okay? So, the next question you ask yourself is weight important to you? And then you go from there. Then you can start looking at, okay, well, what are people saying is weight's really important to me. In fact, weight is everything to me. Okay, well then, start at the, the, the lowest minimal weight backpack they sell. <laughs> you know, yep. if it's a garbage bag and you're like slinging over your shoulder, you're just like, okay, well, that's too extreme. <laughs> I'm going to need a hip belt with that. And then you just keep moving up until you get to your price point. And you get to a backpack that you're like, you know what? I'm going to try that out. But 
make no mistake, when you purchase that and you you click on the you know buy now button, you have to keep in mind that this may not be the gear for you. You're only testing it. And that's the rule of thumb, everyone. When you click on that stuff, it's a test. You know, and it, it's much like a relationship, Ariane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that this gear works for you. <laughs> yeah, all right. I know. I know. Right. I mean, we. No, but, been, it's, but, it's, but it's essentially it's very, very, very true from the core. <laughs> it is. It's a test. Like, I don't know. You have I don't know if it's going to no work out. Idea. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to work out. So far, I, so good. I like you. You like me. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, the weight is good. If everything's good, let's go out on a couple of dates and see if, we, if we're compatible. <laughs> And then you hit the trail, and those are your dates. Your date is with the trail. And, that is and it's the like every sweetest, <laughs> cutest, like probably the the most weirdest base. analogy. It really is, honestly, very strange. But it's, it's it's so true. It's so true, and it's very relatable to most everybody. I'm like an old shoe at this point for you. <laughs> I'm like a boot that is kind of like a little bit older. Maybe the sole is coming off a little bit you know can't tie it right anymore a little some knots in it but you love it <laughs> but to you death love it and together you're never you're gonna n- get rid of it oh good i'm glad to hear that <laughs> reeling it back into the the topic of conversation but that's the truth <laughs> that it's it's a it's a relationship test um and so yeah so how do you speed that up you're gonna say well <laughs> by the time i find the right gear it'll be a year i'm gonna ship things back and know buy stuff and test it yeah it might it might be that way it, it it actually might be that way that's why you don't buy gear you know the day before you're going to hike the Appalachian Trail because that relationship may not work out for you and you're stuck with it until you get to uh trail days and that's like you know what three months away after you start the AT uh, it's like being in a bad relationship for three months <laughs> and so you know, but it, it may take that long. That's and that's the that's the goal. You work backwards from what your goal is. Is weight important to you? And then you start once you get that backpack, you just start filling it up with the essentials that you need. And not only does it help create your pack to be lighter, because you're not packing first. Does that make sense? You're not throwing everything in a backpack and then hope you need it. You're buying the stuff because it's essential for you to reach your goal. Get the essentials first. And then after all the essentials are in, then you're just like, well, you know what? I, there's no way I can be without a, a pillow. And so then you get, you know, the Thermarest pillow, if that's what you have to have. And those are the little extras that you carry. Or Ariane would say, well, I can't do anything without my EpiPen got to pack that so you know you start looking up that kind of stuff as things that you can't do without because of either you know that's just your your style your lifestyle we say a thousand times it's your lifestyle on the trail that's going to dictate a lot of your gear and then if you keep on with this whole lightweight thing lightweight 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 you're you'll even if you don't buy into the whole lightweight gig your pack is going to end up being a lot lighter if that's your primary, if you work backwards and you always ask yourself, is weight important to me? And if you answer yes, you're going to end up with a pretty lightweight gig. Yeah. And I, and the more you actually practice with it, um, 
and take it out on those test runs, you're going to find that no matter how lightweight you may go, there's still always room to shed. And I, and I think in gear in general, you lose sight of that when you're at home in the comforts of your, of your life and you're thinking of everything you might need or everything logically that makes sense. But the more you use it out in the field, the more you practice with it, the more you realize it, it didn't fail from the get-go. Every time I would go on a backpacking trip, when I came home to unpack, the first thing I did is I set aside everything I did not use on that trip. Yep. I said, okay, what did I not use? And I was started to see a pattern over time. And the more you do that, the more lightweight you end up. Because at some point, everything comes together in your mind. The physical, the mental, the gear. Yep. It all comes together and it joins and it come together for a party they, yeah, they come to is. hang out and chat it's, it's the party that comes together <laughs> absolutely so and i talk about this a lot it usually happens when you're going uphill and it's within <laughs> the first 400 miles probably the first 100 miles yeah for sure. i was I, wow you really but, stretched it on that one i did but it's probably the first 100 miles so what happens is that it happens with a lot of people is that all right I got my I got my stuff. I know what I'm doing, and you didn't prep, and you know you bought the gear. You went to REI, and and you went to the. I'm not going to pick on REI. I don't mean to do that because they're a great company. But I you mean, know, you just you just spent a lot of money. I know I did, today. right? right. So I'm not going to pick on them. But but let's face it, you, know, you go into an Outfitters, okay, and you say, hey, I'm going to hike the Appalachian Trail. Fit me up. Well, you know, hey, you just made their day. You know, and they're going to sell you stuff you, you probably may or may not need, but I can guarantee you, you walk out of there spent, you know, spending a lot of money, okay? And you didn't ask the question, is way important to me. You asked the question, I just want to make it to Katata. That's what I want. I just want to hike the Appalachian Trail. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. You weren't specific. <laughs> and so he gave you exactly what you asked for. And then the party happens. You're hiking uphill. And physical and mental and gear, they all, they all come together. <laughs> and they all start whispering in your head. <laughs> and they all start saying, hey, man, you know, I sh really should have gotten more in shape. <laughs> this, uh, this trail up here, those are, those are mountains up in here. <laughs> like who, knew? <laughs> who knew that this was so mountainous? <laughs> and, I thought Georgia was flat. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and they're, they're steep, yeah. you know. And so, so physical starts talking to you, you know, it's the, <gasps> you know, that you're breathing heavy. And so, and then mental says, what was I, I can I do this? Th this is hard. This is, this trail is hard and it's raining by the way. I'm uncomfortable. Usually I'm uncomfortable. I, you know, what the heck? It keeps biting me on the back of my neck. <laughs> I don't, you know, what, what's going on? And then and you can't shake it and you can't shake it. And then the gear starts talking to, you know, maybe I should have maybe it, maybe my my pack is too heavy. You know, maybe the, the 35 pounds I'm carrying on my my it's usually 40. I think the average weight is up around 35. Yeah, but maybe it, you know, maybe you're at 40. And so then you start thinking, well, maybe I should have I should have asked the question is weight important to me, like Scott and Ariane said. <laughs> and 
So what happens is that the the, the twenty five hundred dollars or the three grand you spend on gear, guess what you do when you get to trail days or you get to your outfitters or sometimes sometimes it's at mountain crossings the first 30 miles of the appalachian trail guess what you do you ditch your gear and you spend another grand on the gear you should have bought the first time and then you put your old gear that now you have to sell it as used on facebook marketplace (laughs) (laughs) and like well why would i spend that much money when i can just buy new gear and yours is way too heavy (laughs) and that happens a lot it really super does so we want you to not do that we don't want you to have to spend more money on on gear. We we really don't. And I know we're gonna get this. We're gonna get people that says that say, Well, you know what? Lightweight gear isn't important. Yeah, I know a lot of people that have hiked the Appalachian Trail with well, heavy gear and they've done fine and they didn't have to go lightweight and they blah blah blah. That is awesome. No no argument from us on that. All I would say to you is this. If you're one of those people that say, I'm going to go borrow Uncle Bob's gear, and Uncle Bob's gear is a A-frame Kelty backpack from 1976, all I can, just do this. There's not no problem doing that. But go to Fontana Dam <laughs> with your old gear and with the gear. And again, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I mean, we have a friend, a really good no, friend. Got, of ours. he does have the 1976 healthy <laughs> A-frame backpack, and he loves he it. He loves it. He, I, he won't. He won't use anything. No, but, but that's their lifestyle, and you yeah. know what? There's nothing wrong with it. But all I would do if you're prepping to, if you're gonna, if your dream is to hike the Appalachian Trail, if that's your goal, again, what's your goal, right? If that's your goal, then go to Fontana in the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. Have your friend drop you off right there at the visitor center at Fontana Dam and say, pick me up on I-40 on the other side of the Smokies and do the Smoky Mountains. Do the whole seven-day, eight-day stretch through the Smokies and have your friend, if you still believe in Uncle Bob's gear, if you still, man, I had a blast, I had no problem hiking, it was the best thing, then, then you take Uncle Bob's gear and you hike the whole Appalachian Trail. Absolutely. You'll probably be famous on the trail, too, for a 1976 Kelty A-frame backpack. Um, but. Is fame important to you? Or is yeah, weight important yeah. to you? Please I don't thought a, about it. Please don't bring a video crew on that trail. Um, but, you know, that's your lifestyle. See, it, there's a difference between, you know, um, going lightweight because it's, um, you know, popular. And there's a difference between that's your lifestyle. And it is a lifestyle. Um, you, it is a, it's a lifestyle when you're, when you get up and you're homeless for five months on the trail, and you are backpacking the Appalachian Trail, and you are living in, you know, your tent, and you're getting shuttle rides into town, you're staying at hostels. You've changed your lifestyle. You are now an Appalachian Trail through hiker. That is your lifestyle. So just make sure your gear fits your lifestyle. Make sure, if you like sleeping in under a tarp and having like we do and just being you know a part of the whole nature thing, and then that's your lifestyle. If you need you know like a double wall you know Hilleberg five pound tent, if that's what you need, that's your lifestyle. But just go and practice with your gear. Prepping for the Appalachian Trail is about prepping for it, not getting out there 
at that moment and saying, okay, here we go. It, it, it takes some prep work if your goal is to touch that sign. Yeah. I mean, you summed it up in a beautiful box with a, with a gorgeous bow. Gears like dating. <laughs> it's a relationship. <laughs> that should have been the title for sure. No, I, I mean, I, I, I feel like for those of you who thought we were actually going to talk about gear, you know, gear talk. Oh, I know. I'm sorry if you're disappointed. But the reality is, is that there is no specific gear that is right. It's a lifestyle it's a preference choice no two people no two preferences are the same and so it's impossible and nor will we be the ones to say this is the best we have preferences scott and myself we even we even i I won't use half of his stuff because i'm like absolutely not i hate how it works i don't like how it functions i can't use it and so even as close as we are we have different preferences and we buy different things based off of what we like. Yeah. I'll give you an example. Um, at, on my shopping spree today. <laughs> in, which, in which I was not even invited. No, no, you said no way too much. <laughs> um, it, on the shopping spree, I ran a piece of gear that did have like the kind of like new revolutionary water filter. And um, I looked at it and when we took... Uh, we took uh, a person to a backpacking boot camp class recently, and they had this new water filter from Katahdin. And it was, um, it's a squeeze. And I looked at it, it was a good price point, and I saw them use it on the trail, and it caught my eye. I'm like, you know, that that's kind of cool. And so I needed a new water filter, and because mine froze. And so I looked at it, and I was thinking about pulling the trigger on it. And I noticed that there was a cartridge replacement next to it. And the cartridge re- replacement was 40 bucks, and the water filter was 40 bucks. And I thought, well, how long does the water filter last? You know, how, how, what's it good for? So I looked, and it, nothing on the box on the water filter sold as the package, right? Nothing on that box told me how many squeezes I got. You know, like what was the lifetime of the cartridge? So then I picked up the replacement cartridge next. And I I thought that was kind of weird that right off the bat, they're going to sell the replacement cartridge right next to the new product. And so I looked at it and sure enough, it was good for a thousand liters. I'm like, okay, a thousand liters. Well, let's do some math. Uh, hiking the Appalachian Trail, I'm probably filling three liters of water a day. I'm filtering that, or more, M- maybe more, maybe less. Maybe I'm squeezing um, from the creek, something. So that that piece of gear that costs forty dollars is probably good on a through hike. For it, depending on how many times you use it, you're probably going to get close to the thousand liters. You're probably going to be okay, probably, but that's it. I mean, that water filter, then you're spending another $40, and you're probably going to want to replace that anyway. You're going to have to replace it. So now you've spent $80 on a water filter. And that's if you're on, you know, once these water filters freeze, um, you know, you can't use them anyway. And that's always 
something you have to watch out for when you're hiking in March um, on the trail. So you got to be careful so those things don't freeze. So I, I looked at it as a consumable, uh, it's like buying an iPhone, you know. I mean, I'm going to have to keep buying stuff for it, and I'm going to have to buy a new iPhone <laughs> in like another year or two. <laughs> and I looked at that, I'm like, you know what, that's not for me. That's not my lifestyle. I, I don't want to be, uh, and this is just, a, this is my opinion. I don't want to be slave to buying a piece of gear and then having to buy the consumable for it just to keep that piece of gear functioning. So I bought the Sawyer Squeeze because I can make a gravity filter system out of it and I can also use it for a dip and go. That's well, my multi- have the components for. I already have the components for. So I looked at them like, okay, I can multi-use this piece of gear. I can't multi-use the other one, even though the other one right now is kind of popular. A lot of people are buying it. But I just felt that that was not, that didn't fit my lifestyle. That wasn't for me. And I think that's what we talk about when we talk about prepping for the Appalachian Trail. You, you, get, you have to make sure that this gear is for you. Otherwise, you're going to be spending more money needlessly. Spend the money up front first to make sure that the gear is for you and that it works and that it fits your, you know, your lifestyle on the trail. And if you don't know your lifestyle on the trail, that's even more reason to go get out there before you embark on a 2100 mile journey get out there you know we're taking people uh, uh this weekend uh we're taking a family out backpacking um uh, they're taking our boot camp class because they want to get to know their gear and they've got some big ambitions to hike a long distance trail it's not the appalachian trail but they they're taking their kids and they want to know they want to be they want to they want to test their gear and you know, get some tips on packing, lightweight, and, and things like that. So it's, and, and they're they're happy to go hiking in the rain this weekend. I know, <laughs> that's the most exciting rain. part. <laughs> because she's like, well, it, you know, yeah, we, we know it's not going to be good weather out there, so we want some bad weather. I'm like, oh, my God, you are my favorite person. Hallelujah. <laughs> and that's that's how you prep for the Appalachian Trail. I mean, right? Yep, yep. You got to get out there and practice, buy gear, return the gear. Buy other gear. Return that gear. Get your boots broken in. Get your feet, you know, wet. Get your socks wet. Get, I mean, you, you've you got to test the elements out there because you are going to give yourself a better than average chance if you prep your gear, if you prep physically, and you prep mentally. Because prepping mentally on the AT is all about having confidence in your gear and knowing how to use it. And again, being in the dark room, rolling the film, <laughs> blindfolded. It's kind of like Karate Kid. Oh, now, oh, now we're jumping over to Karate yeah. Kid. Got it. He didn't know what he was doing. He was just waxing on, waxing off. He didn't know. <laughs> but Mr. Miyagi, he was teaching him karate. And it really is. So, like, right now, we're, you're like, these people are crazy. But really, we're teaching you karate. No, we're teaching... <laughs> we're... <laughs> We're, we we want everyone to be successful in their dreams when they get on the trail. That's really what we want. <laughs> oh, too funny. So we have show notes um, at the beginning of all of our podcasts, and Scott has deviated from, from the show notes to left field. So um, I think everything that he has said, 
hits home and should hit home to each and every one of you. It's um, we hope you've enjoyed this three part series. It's the first one we've done in almost 100 episodes. Yeah. Close to 100 episodes. Um, and it's it's all on the coattails of us going and um, being at the ATKO. I know. I'm so excited. Appalachian Trail kickoff 2019. We in a very short amount of time. We will be at Amicalola Falls State Park across from the Visitor Center in Tent City. Yes, Tent City. Where we'll be <laughs> setting up our table with our podcasting stuff in the van, in the backpacking van. So you guys get to see for this people that live were in, the, in action. For people that, for for all of our uh, listeners that belong to our Facebook uh, podcast community, our group, you saw the video of us trying to fumble in the desert um, with wind <laughs> and weather elements. And if you thought that was entertaining, come watch us live <laughs> and come say hi because we'll be in Tent City doing the podcast and uh, we're going to do a couple of them and uh, that'll be our hundredth episode. What, what more, I, I couldn't ask for better timing than to do a hundredth episode podcast yeah. in tent city with everyone getting ready to hike the Appalachian trail. I, that's going to be awesome. I know it's, it's kind of like back to the whole reason why this podcast is what it is. And you guys have inspired us and it's like bringing it full circle. It's pretty unbelievable. So we hope to see you guys there. Um, as always, thank you guys so much for listening in and being part of, of what this podcast has become. It, it means so much to us. It keeps us going on a weekly basis. And uh, just a genuine thank you uh, from both of us to you guys. Absolutely. You guys are our family. Uh, please go to iTunes and post a comment on a review of our Trusted Trail podcast. It really helps us and helps other people um, get the podcast out and spreading the word. So we would really appreciate if you guys did that for us. Um, you can, the more comments, obviously the more people get to listen. Shout outs to all of our Facebook community members. Um, we have a blast with you guys on Facebook. Thank you to our patrons, Rick, Jerry, Shirley, Chuck, John, Gary, Suzanne, Brad, and Bill Cottrell. We really appreciate your support and being patrons of ours. Our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, and of course on Radio Public, available on both iOS and Android. You can also follow Trust the Trail on Instagram, and we do have a Facebook page also called Trust the Trail. So... We hope to see you guys at the Appalachian Trail Kickoff 2019. If you're there, come say hello. Uh, remember, the trail gives you gives you everything that you need. So trust, trust the, the trail. trail. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye.